0: Welcome to the Moses Lake Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. MLBC is led by Pastor Dennis Fountain and exists to help real people going through real life experience real change through our incredible God. We hope this message will be an encouragement to you, and we'd love to hear how God used it in your life can be seated this morning as we um, get ready for our time to worship the Lord by listening. Uh, you know, when you come to church, sometimes we, um, in our mind, we kind of separate our worship of God into categories, and so it's kind of like, all right, the worship of the service is done by the singing, and then the learning is done in the preaching. Uh, but really, worship, praise and learning it's throughout the entire service. So every time we sing, we can worship and praise and learn, and then it's a time of preaching. What is that? It's a time to worship, to praise, and to learn. And so right now, as we get ready to open up the Word of God, we can take the Bible and hear from God this morning and worship Him by listening and tuning and dialing in. Uh, as you heard, of course, we had our couples conference this weekend, and uh, we are honored to have uh, our guest speaker who stayed over for the weekend to preach today. Uh, it's Pastor Thomas Shepard. Him and his wife Carrie, they have five children. I know he'll talk about the kids. And uh, today we're going to go to Psalm 119. So you can take your Bible and go to Psalm 119. Pastor Thomas, Pastor is the Cross Point Baptist Church um, in Avon, Indiana. Let me know where Avon, Indiana, is. All right one and you guys. So uh, Avon, Indiana. It's right outside of Indianapolis. And uh, he does not sell Avon products, though. I asked him about that. But he pastors the Cross Point Baptist Church there. They've been there for just over three years and uh, have a Christian school. And God is working using them in a great way. Um, Thomas and I have been friends since we were freshmen in high school. We played basketball together and had a good time just at camps and everything and has been one of my closest friends ever since. And so I know today will be a blessing. And help. So, Psalm 119, Thomas, why don't you come and just give us what God's given you today.
1: Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor. appreciate you. And uh, just want to say, once again, we are so thankful uh, to your church family. We are here several years ago, and uh, just seeing some of your familiar faces. It's always wonderful to be in Moses Lake. In Indianapolis, it's been cold and actually very dark over the last month. At January, this is a true story, <laughs> January was one of the cloudiest uh, Januarys they have on record in Indianapolis, and so a lot of you have said, "Oh, you know, thank you for being here." And I'm like, "No, thank you. It's good to see the sky and the sun still is out there, and uh, we always have a wonderful time when we are here." Uh, if you have not been able to meet my wife, uh, please after this morning service, uh, Carrie and I uh, meet her. We've been married now. Uh, coming up in May will be 18 years, and uh, we've been in ministry for 18 years. Uh, Uh, We have five kids, and uh, Tommy is now 14, Lois is 12, London is 10, and then we have identical twin girls, and uh, they are both eight years old, and uh, life is really just a walk in the park. Jurassic Park. And uh, it's just crazy. It's 100 miles an hour, but we love it. And uh, we always enjoy being here. Uh, Your pastor has uh, prayed with me through some major storms in my life. He has always been a friend that will shoot me the right scripture at the right time. We love your pastor's wife, Hannah. We met her back in our Bible college days. And uh, they have just been such incredible encouragements to Carrie and I. And if you're visiting here today, please do not judge Moses Lake Baptist Church based on this guy. Come back and hear uh, your pastor preach. Pastor Fountain, uh, he is just an incredible expositor of the word. He loves people. He loves this area. How many are thankful for your pastor? Say amen. Amen. But how many are really thankful for your pastor's wife? Say amen. Amen. I'm telling you, she got more amens. I'm telling you, you, she starts preaching, it's over. Okay, listen, (laughs) Psalm 119 in the Word of God today, Psalm 119. Uh, I want you to look with me at verse number 81 here in this passage of Scripture, Psalm chapter 119, verse number 81 here. Uh, almost halfway through the longest chapter in the Bible. It's an incredible scripture. Look at it with me. Watch what the Bible says. Psalm chapter 119, verse number 81, the Bible says this. My soul fainteth for thy salvation, but I hope in thy word. This morning, I want to look at this passage of scripture and preach a message entitled... The key to survival. The key to survival. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, Lord, as Pastor Fountain said earlier, Lord, we're here, and if our heart's right, we ought to be here for the right reason. We want to hear from you. We want to rightly divide the word of God. Father, we want to jump in this passage of Scripture and learn what thus saith the Lord. Father, I ask, Lord, as we walk out of this these doors today that Father, we would be more like you than when we walked in. This has nothing to do with Thomas Shepherd or Carrie Shepherd or a deacon or a pastor or a worship team leader. Lord, this has everything to do with the name of Jesus. And Lord, we want to be in tune. We want to learn. So Father, encourage us where we need to be encouraged, and Lord, may you convict us where we need to be convicted. But Father, I ask that your leading and your guiding would be in this place. We love you, Savior, in your Son's holy and precious name I pray, amen. When you and I look at the key to survival, we have to understand not just the biblical context, we'll be there in a moment, but we have to understand that there is a trend here in our culture and our society And it's not just in Indianapolis, or I grew up in the South, North Carolina, Alabama. My wife grew up in Ohio. It's not just there. It's not just in Washington State. There actually is a trend that we are seeing amongst younger generations today. this is not a message to harp on to say, okay, let's talk about the problems of today. That the younger generations, they're they're worshiping in a style that is different than us, or they're doing ministry life different, and man, this is just a major problem. No, no, we're not even going to talk about maybe a younger generation or a generation that you and I live in that is chasing dreams outside of what God has for them in their life. What you and I do want to focus on for just a moment is that we're seeing a trend today that many people, and especially even young Christians, are simply, watch here, they're giving up. There seems to be this trend of I'm done. Somebody tossing the towel for me. I'm at the end of my rope. That's it. Whether that be because of circumstances that might not be fair in that person's life or uh, maybe it's because of cruelty or uh, a bullying that has taken place or, or perhaps a confusion of religion and a confusion of people or a confusion of politics or maybe we could just say it's just because life is hard. But there is this trend of I'm done. We've seen it over and over, and I have such a passion for a younger generation. I'm thankful for your youth leader here and his wife, and all those Carlos that work with the young kids. It's so it's so major, it's so important that we reach that younger generation. But we have raised an entire generation now that if you don't like your high school coach, you quit. If you don't get enough playing time, you transfer schools. If you don't like the travel team, you just jump ship. If you you know, like your role, you're just going to sit out. It seems like there is this mentality today of, of, you know what, I don't like where I'm at, so you know what, I'm just out altogether. And it's not just the younger generation. We see it oftentimes even in our marriages. Uh, we fell out of love. We don't like each other anymore. Our, our, our dreams are different. Our personalities are different. So, uh, you know what? Honestly, just doesn't work. We're just going to get a divorce. We're just going to get separated. You know, I, I know kids are going to get hurt, but you know what? I, my dreams and my aspirations are important. So, hold on, watch. Instead of fighting for that marriage, it's done. We're seeing our churches i have been in ministry, been a pastor 18 years. Let me let me tell you this. We realize that that looking at the culture, many people just give up on God. My circumstances are hard. I'm done. Uh, my, uh, we're going through a tough time. We're going to take vacation. We're going to take a vacation from God's church and God's people, and, and we're, we're, just, we're just going to be done. There are many that fight all these little arguments, and I didn't get my parking place, and somebody sat in my seat, and I don't like the lights in the auditorium, and I don't understand that hymn. So you know what? This is, this is just not really for me. I'm done. Hold on. Watch now. The trend that we see nowadays, whether it be spiritual, whether it be physical, whether it be in our marriages, whether it be with the next generation, Realize this, it's not a healthy, and I'll go as far to say, it's actually not a God. God has called you and I uh, to be resilient, uh, to plant roots, uh, to be rooted and to, uh, to not back away, but, but to put on the armor of God and to fight for what is right and to fight for morality and to fight for our marriages and to raise a generation that's not running away, but that is going to be grounded in the truth of God's word. Realize today that when we look at this passage of Scripture, this now for 80 verses is what the psalmist has been writing about. He is writing about that although he's going through a very difficult time, and to be honest with you, it's, it's actually horrific what the psalmist is going through unfair, people talking about him, he's facing persecution, he is being ousted by the Jews, I mean, he is going through a very difficult time. He uses some, some really lofty words, the verse number 81, what we just read, he says, my soul faints. Verse number 82, he says, my eyes fail. Verse number 87, he says, they had almost consumed me upon earth. Here's what, now watch it out. Here's what the psalmist is saying. I am physically, I am emotionally, I am mentally, I am spiritually, God, I am tired. I'm worn out. (laughs) I I don't know if I can go on. What I love about this psalm is that he doesn't give up. In fact, he gives us some keys to the survival of a very difficult circumstance that he was going through. And friend, I don't know where you're at today, and i will try to develop this in a way that is applicable to our lives, but I'll put it this way. I don't know you, and I don't know your name, and I don't know your family tree, and I don't know your background. I don't know what you're struggling with. But let me tell you this, we do struggle. If you struggle in life or have ever struggled, would you say amen this morning? We do struggle, but God in his precious, incredible word has given you and I the key to survival. So if you're taking notes this morning, would you write this down? We look at the psalmist's life here. We find out the key is, number one, there is a confidence. There was a confidence in his life. Under the heavy weight of persecution, the psalmist cried out in anguish to the Lord. Still, he did not lose his confidence in God. When you and I look at his life, he had confidence. So why is it so important for you and I to have this confidence? Well, first of all, because you and I are longing for his rescue. Look with me at verse number 81. Watch what it says. He says, My soul fainteth for thy salvation, but I hope in thy word. The psalmist here was convinced that he could not bear his painful affliction any longer. He stated very bluntly that his soul was fainting. Here's what he's saying. God, I need you. I am longing for. I desire. I want your rescue in my life. Now, let me put it this way. Now, buddy, tune in. you got to get this, because even for some of us that might have grown up in a cultural bubble or a religious bubble, we have always been taught the opposite of what the psalmist is saying here. I want to put it this way today. Now, listen, moms and dads, you have to get this. It is okay for you and I to long for God's rescue. It is okay for you and I to want this. For too long, Christianity has been built upon this this, uh, kind of fakeness of you're a weak Christian if you want God's rescue. You're a weak Christian if you cry. You're a weak Christian if you find yourself at the altar desiring to be rescued of God. No, for too long, our families and our our youth groups and, and religion has been based on, look, hold on, watch, you just fake it till you make it. I know you're about to get a divorce, but you walk in holding hands, and pretend like you got it all together.